So I want to uh, share with you today a little bit about freedom and what freedom looks like. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. What does it look like and what does it mean to be free? To be free in the Spirit of the Lord. We've heard some wonderful um, words about being free from anxiety, free from fear. You know, the Lord is looking for us to really embrace what it is to live free in His presence, free from all the noise and the clutter that the enemy wants to surround us with. Hallelujah. And I want to share a little bit with you about that. But as I was looking up freedom, it says here in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16, Live as free men, but do not let use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants for God. Hallelujah. Now, God is looking for us to be free from all the accusations and the lies of the enemy, from condemnation, fear, and guilt. Hallelujah. But, you know, there are, there are times you will feel guilty. And if you're doing something wrong, that's a good thing. We want to maintain a tender conscience, amen? We want to be able to recognize, you know, you can hear the Holy Spirit behind you saying, uh-uh, don't do that, not good, bad, that's bad, don't touch, don't, that, that's not good for you, that's a lie. And when you recognize it and you go, oh, yes, ooh, yuck, no, yeah, sorry, God. That's a good thing, hallelujah. Because Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus wants us to be able to live in freedom, freedom from being enslaved to any lies that, that we've been set free from already. Hallelujah. But the problem comes when after we've, we've had our conscience and the Holy Spirit has, has helped us recognize discerning good from evil and recognize, oh, that was bad, that's not good. The enemy wants to come in and he wants to ride in on that and then accuse you and continue to condemn you and to, to take on, help you take on whatever emotion you had attached to that temptation or that fear that came your way and make you believe that there's something wrong with you now. That somehow you're defined by the temptation you've just experienced or you're defined by uh, the fear that came your way, whatever sin has tried to do. And, and we can then become bogged down and, and, and frustrated and anxious without even realizing we're starting to carry condemnation. There's a difference between discerning good and evil and letting that start to become a guilt and a condemnation that is not uh, born of the fruit of faith. Jesus said it's uh, for freedom that we've been set free. Hallelujah. We know that the Scripture tells us that the just shall live by faith. That is, we must have faith in the works of Jesus, that Jesus Christ has come to set us free from fear, guilt, shame, sin, all the works of the evil one. Hallelujah. And we have to employ faith in that reality, to walk by faith. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says this, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. 
We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So the enemies come along and he, he comes and he whispers in your ear. Say you've, say you've, you've been tempted by something or you started to go there with a fear or a lie or a sin and you've recognised it and gone, oh, that's wrong, sorry God. Forgive me, I thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. The enemy then comes riding in and he wants to say, oh, you bad person. Oh, aren't you terrible that you felt that? Aren't you terrible that you had that thought? You, oh, you nearly went there. There must be something evil in you that made you want to go there. And he'll, he'll begin to accuse you and begin to tell you all sorts of things that'll make you start to feel ashamed, make you start to try and buy in, uh, be tempted to buy into a lie that somehow you're identified by what you were feeling, by what you were experiencing. But the Bible says that we are in a fight. Whether you like it or not, we are in a fight. And we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. We've been given weapons that are powerful for demolishing strongholds. Hallelujah. It says here, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The problem is, most of us forget to demolish the arguments, to take captive. We tend to adopt a passive stance that tolerates lies because we're afraid that we're even hearing them in the first place. So the enemy comes along and he pretends to be your best friend. He comes along and he's like, whisper, 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 lie, lie, lie. And you panic. <gasps> oh, that's bad. I don't want to hear that. No, that's terrible. Oh, no, trying not to listen to that. Oh, and then we, we ignore it and we try to, no, no. And he, presumptuous sin, thinks, well, they're not telling me to go away. I'll just keep walking with them and I'll talk to them some more. And I'll talk to, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying not to listen, trying not to listen, trying not to listen, oh, no, no. And it's as though we have this thing going on in our minds, in our hearts, in our emotions that starts to build up an anxiety that we weren't meant to carry. It's a little bit like if you've got a smartphone and you don't close the apps, they just tick away in the background, using up the power. I like it. You, you go and you, you can swipe them away. Close all the apps. We need to be doing that with our own lives. Because too many of us are existing with these devilish lies that are actually demons coming alongside, whispering in your ear, trying to steal your joy, trying to steal your peace, trying to make you live with and tolerate an anxiety that you were never meant to carry. And the only way to deal with it is not to just ignore it and tolerate it. If you can imagine, you went to work every day and you've got this annoying person that wants to just come and be really close to you all the time and just walks with you and talks with you. And because you never do anything about it, they just attach themselves. This is what the demonic does. It comes and it just hangs around and it doesn't wait for you to even embrace it. If you just don't 
get rid of it. If you don't demolish their arguments, if you don't resist them, they'll just continue to hang around. And they'll keep whispering and they'll keep going. No matter how ridiculous it might seem, they'll keep going because you haven't done anything. We're not called to be passive. We are called to recognize that we've been given weapons and those weapons aren't just to make you look good. Those weapons aren't just theological. They're actually meant to be applied. And the Lord is waiting for us to wake up to what is destroying peace in our lives and starting to clear the airwaves, taking captive every thought, every pretentious argument that's accusing you, that's lying to you, that's going on. It's just the noise that the enemy wants to clutter your world with. God has called you for freedom. That's freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear, freedom from guilt and shame and condemnation and anxiety about, am I okay? Is there something wrong with me? God wants to come and He wants to breathe His peace over you. He wants to speak His truth over you so that you begin to say, thank you, Lord. The way that we demolish these arguments is the same way Jesus did. Jesus was weak in the wilderness, feeling hungry. He'd been on a 40-day fast. And the enemy came in trying to tell him, oh, you, know, you would like some bread. That's true. I'm hungry, he would think to himself. I feel hungry. Turn these stones into bread. But he knew. He knew that it was a demonic voice. And instead of just tolerating it, ignoring it, trying not to pay any attention to it, he dealt with it. And he dealt with it using the weapon that we've been given, and that is the Word of God. Hallelujah. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And he, he began to speak the truth. Hallelujah. And it wasn't just truth that he had off-wrote. It was truth that he knew on the inside because he knew. He knew his Father. And in the same way, we need to be so acquainted with God, the Word, that we speak the Word and the Holy Spirit will give it to us. Hallelujah. We need to tell the truth. Hallelujah. When the, when the lies come against us and we need to tell the enemy where to go. You know, in our um, polite society, we like to put on a mask that everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And when the enemy starts whispering in your ear, a lot of people, they get tempted just to go, oh, no, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And the apps build up. The demonic voices start to crowd around until suddenly you're feeling like, I can't see, I can't hear the voice of God. It's because it's so noisy. God wants you to shut down the noise. And he wants you to recognize that you are not a weak victim. You are not some bad person that's trying to hide from everybody else the fact that you're having a voice lie to you. The fact that you're having a voice lie to you does not mean that you're a bad person. It means that you're a threat to the enemy. Jesus was not a bad person. And he had a demonic voice come and whisper to him. I want to come against a lie. 
Because a lot of people, when they hear a voice, and, and those voices will be designed to attach themselves to a natural desire that you have. Jesus was hungry, so the voice was made to match a natural desire offering an unholy way to meet it. In the same way, the enemy's always looking. You have natural desires, you, you just do. It's okay, you're normal. It's, it's part of being alive. But it's whether we allow the voice of the enemy to, to uh, meet those needs that we have or whether we turn to the one who, who wants to satisfy our every need. Hallelujah. All the time we have two personalities going on. The personality of sin, the out, outward external devil, demons speaking, trying to deceive you, trying to steal, trying to kill, trying to destroy, trying to create a noise and clutter. And you've got the voice of the person of the Holy Spirit, wisdom speaking to you saying, I'm making you a way of escape for you in every single temptation. You don't have to be afraid of everything, anything. I will give you everything you need. Speak to me, look to me for help. I'll show you what to speak. I'll show you what word to use right now. He is there to be our ever present help in time of need, amen? 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. You know what? You don't necessarily know all things all the time. Praise the Lord, though. We have the mind of Christ and we have access to the one who does know all things. And he is greater than our hearts. We could, be, we could be drowning in the noise. And God says, hey, I'm greater than whatever you're feeling right now. I'm, uh, my truth is much greater than anything that your heart might be trying to tell you right now. Because the enemy will come in and he'll start to, to speak lies to you. Where you and if you begin to partner and agree with him, you can start to buy into a lie about your identity. But God says, hey, I'm greater than whatever you're feeling. I wanna tell you the truth, hallelujah. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. This is the reason the enemy is out there to try and come alongside and be a Klingon <laughs> and just cling on and talk to you and carry on and create noise. Because he knows that if you tolerate him, your confidence toward God will be diminished. Because while you're trying to believe God, you're at the same time trying to tell this thing to shut up and hoping that nobody notices that you've got an ugly thing whispering to you. You've got the fear and the shame of, ah, the fact that they're even here. They're there because they hate you and they're afraid of you and they're trying to destroy you and shut you down. You don't have to be ashamed of the fact that they're annoying you. You just have to deal with it. They have been sent to persecute you, to make you ashamed, to make you afraid, to make you weighed down and anxious. That is their assignments. 
You don't have to be afraid and ashamed that there's been an assignment against you. You just need to be proactive and lean on God and use the weapons that He's given you to not tolerate evil. You've been set free. It's for freedom you've been set free. Therefore, stand and walk in your freedom. Exercise your freedom by maintaining the space that God's given you. Psalm 40 verse 4 says this, Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as turn aside to lies. Have you ever been in a shopping centre where people want to give you a free sample? Yeah, have this free sample. Anybody? You know what? There's no such thing as a free sample. Because they want to give you a, a free sample, but the moment you turn aside and go, oh, thank you very much, what's this? They go, well, come into my shop. I, would, I, I want to show you some more. Yeah. Oh, you like that hand cream? Come in here. Oh, you look very dehydrated around your eyes. Let me give you some more eye cream. Would you like to buy this? That's exactly how the enemy works. Blessed are you when you don't turn aside to lies. The enemy comes and he whispers. And if you go, ah, ah, oh no, why are you here? I don't like it, I don't like you, I don't like this, I don't like that. He's there all the time having another go and trying to go further and trying to go further and he'll keep going and he'll keep talking and he'll keep annoying you until finally one day you wake up and you go, enough. There's a story in the book of Acts about the uh, disciples. And, and they're, they're walking along and there's there's a demon-possessed person saying, these are the servants of the Most High. And it goes on for a couple of days until finally they turn around and say, get out. But unfortunately, a lot of believers put up with nonsense more than a couple of days. They put up with it and they put up with it and they put up with it and then they wonder why they are struggling with anxiety, why they are struggling and feeling like they don't have enough faith because in fact the, the companionship of the liar is stealing and diminishing and sucking away your confidence because you're believing that there's something wrong with you because this thing is trying to hang around. Why is this thing hanging around? It's hanging around, it's hanging around. Oh, and the more it hangs around, the longer it hangs around, the worse you feel about yourself and the more you begin to believe that somehow you've done something wrong. When in fact, you've been called to swipe it away to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every lie that the enemy tells you about yourself that doesn't line up with who God is, if you have been born again, you must come into agreement with what God says about you. And He says, it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. He says, as He is, so are you in this world. Hallelujah. Any thought that doesn't agree with that is a Klingon. Yeah. 
Any thought that doesn't agree with that is an assignment that's been sent to clutter your life with lies and fear and noise and steal from you the confident hope that you've been called to walk in. People are wondering, what I want to walk in the miracles. I want to see. All you have to do is clear the room and let Jesus be the dominant force. Remember when Jesus would go to pray for people, He'd clear the room of the unbelief. We need to clear the room of the things that are sucking our ability to have faith and tell it, you have no place here in the name of Jesus. Let me tell the truth and this is the truth. I know the truth and the truth makes me free. Hallelujah. I am not gonna tolerate this because I've been called to do greater works than He did. Because Christ in me has too much to do to put up with lies. Hallelujah. Blessed are you when you don't turn aside to lies. Someone sent me a beautiful um, verse this morning, one of my intercessors, and it's just beautiful from the Song of Songs. Chapter 2. It says this. I'm truly His rose the very theme of his song. I'm his ever fresh lily, thriving on his love, growing in the valley. And then the shepherd king responds and he says, yes, you are my darling companion. You stand out from all the rest. For though the curse of sin surrounds you, you remain pure as a lily. You know, this is what the Lord says about you. When your heart's condemning you and you're feeling bad for the fact that, oh, I had this temptation the other day and oh, I felt that and that was bad or oh, I was, I was fearful of that or oh, I got angry at that person the other day. Oh, I feel resentment about that. Oh God, I've asked for forgiveness, but I still feel bad. God says, hey, I'm greater than your heart. Don't turn aside to lies. Flick it off, tell it to go. Resist the devil. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. That you've got, it's, that's not passive. You have to do something. You've got to take the Word of God and say, no, nah, I'm not tolerating that. Get out. No, nah, you can't be in here. And when you start to wake up and begin to live as a child of God, not as a victim, then you can start to receive the love that God wants to pour into your heart. If, the enemy, if you let the enemy stick around, if you let him continue to tell you lies, then the shame that you feel begins to cause you to close off your heart to God because you feel like a hypocrite. When you heal, feel like a hypocrite, you do what Adam and Eve did in the garden. You go and hide yourself. You start feeling ashamed. Jesus came that you would be set free. He wants you to walk in freedom. He doesn't want you just to have a theological understanding of freedom. He doesn't want you just to have a doctrinal understanding of righteousness. He wants that righteousness, that freedom to be applied to your heart and your emotions, not passively, but aggressively. The heavens suffer violence and the violent take it by force. He wants the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace and joy to rule and reign in your heart. And He says, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Now it's up to you to use them. 
He wants you to pick up the sword of the Spirit and cut off every voice, every lie that would try to exalt itself against the knowledge of Him because that is simply come that, that uh, your sphere of influence, your joy, your peace would be interrupted and that your energy would be taken up trying to resist feeling bad about this thing that's hanging around. Does anybody else ever experience this sort of stuff or is it just me? You know, I believe anxiety is something that the enemy has weaved his way into too many believers' lives. And it's simply ticking away in the background. People are trying to deny it. They're saying, theologically, this shouldn't happen. I shouldn't be having this, da, 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 but oh, it's there, it's there, why it's there. They can be feeling anxious about what they're like. Who am I? What am I like? Am I a bad person? Am I this? Am I that? Am I resentful? Am I evil? Am I lustful? Am I greedy? Am I that? Am I what am? Whatever he might want to lie to you about, if you start to even entertain it, you are turning aside to a lie and he's reeling you in. God wants you to recognize, hey, that is not you. That's not what I've called you for. That is not the truth about your identity. Simply cut it off and don't spend any longer listening to or believing that you are somehow uh, supposed to carry the shame of what you were feeling yesterday. I call it living in the hangover. We're not called to live in the hangover of guilt and shame. It takes a lot of faith to say, I've confessed my sin. He's faithful and just to forgive me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Even though my heart condemns me, you are greater than my heart. I thank you, God, that I have the faith of Christ in me right now. I don't have to be moved by how I feel. I'm moved by the truth of God. And that's why I preach to my soul. I tell my soul the truth because I, don't, I can't afford to have days or weeks where I've put myself in the naughty corner and entertaining any form of shame because I had a feeling of fear or I had a feeling of a temptation. And neither can you because God has laid up good works in advance for you to do. Hallelujah. If your heart does not condemn you, you will have confidence toward God. Let me finish that scripture. Verse 20, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God and whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. God says, you can have confidence toward me if you will believe this, that the Son of God has taken your sin, taken your shame, taken your guilt, that He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that He died and He rose again, that you were buried with Him, raised up with Him. It's no longer you who lives. You were crucified with Him. You are dead and buried and raised up to new life. You've been set free from you. You are no longer who you were. You've been given a brand new nature. You are pure. You are holy. You are 
are righteous, even though sin surrounds you, you remain pure as a lily. Hallelujah. This is the truth. And if you believe it, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that is your Saviour the one who has saved you from guilt, saved you from shame, saved you from sin, saved you from fear, saved you from all the work of the enemy, the one whose blood has covered you, the one whose nature has infused you and made you different from the inside out. If you believe in Him, you can have confidence toward God and whatever you ask will be done. God is looking for us to walk in a holy confidence. How do you, how do you have your airspace around your head right now? Are you a steward of your heart and your mind? Or are you passively tolerating demons ticking around in the background? It's time for them to go. It's time for these annoying acquaintances to recognize they're not in the same league as you. That you are bought with a price. You are holy, you are righteous, you are a royal priesthood and they have, their smelly cells have nothing to do with you. You are called to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to love your neighbour as you love yourself, but you don't have to tolerate demons. You don't have to tolerate the lies of the enemy. God is looking for you to be free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That means you can be burdened. He wants to come and He wants to burden you. He wants to weigh you down. Don't let it. Stand firm in the freedom that you have. Stand firm in the confidence you have by declaring the truth, by using the name of Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Satan's hosts will flee, hallelujah. It's time that we began to wake up and get out of our passive slumber and recognise we are called to a fight that's already been won and we must pick up the weapons of our warfare and use it for the glory of God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, it's time to shake it off. Why don't you just stand with me right now? Are you walking in absolute freedom? Or do you have any little ticking apps open? Are you walking in absolute peace and joy? Kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He has given you this. He's given you the keys of the kingdom. Have you been picking up hitchhikers and letting them mess up the car? 
I'd say there's probably maybe 85% of you that have got hitchhikers walking, uh, sitting in the back seat, annoying you, trying to stop you being able to hear the directions, trying to weigh you down, make you anxious, clutter you up, make you not have room in your heart for the things of God and for ministry because it all like seems too much because you've already got too many passengers. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you on the inside. It simply means that you are under siege because you've been made in the image of God and the enemy's afraid of you. But you don't have to be afraid of them. Hallelujah. You simply need to stand up, wake up and say, enough, enough of this. I'm not gonna tolerate this anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm gonna speak truth. Right now, I just want you to lift your voices and say, enough's enough in Jesus' name. For freedom I've been set free. Today, in the name of Jesus, we refuse the enemy's lies right now. We say no weapon formed against them prospers. We say no more hitchhikers. In the name of Jesus Christ, freedom has come. I thank you, Lord, that you reveal truth to them, to every lie that they're believing. I declare them pure, clean, as they've confessed their sin. They are fa- you are faithful and just to cleanse them and forgive them from all unrighteousness. I declare as they put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they are clean, they are free, they are holy, they have the mind of Christ, they have the motives of Christ, they have the, uh, the heart attitude of Christ, they have the faith of Jesus Christ. I release peace over your people right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oppression, go in the name of Jesus. Freedom, 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 freedom. Shaka suna sickness, go in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, for freedom, for freedom you've set them free. You said, Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. I declare the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ here in this room. Right now, just begin to receive your freedom now. Freedom, 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 freedom reigns in this place. Shakara, freedom. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare them free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Free, free, free from shame, free from fear, free from lies, free from anxiety, free from sickness, free from fear, free from sin, free, free, free. In the name of Jesus, Father, we say yes. We say yes, we say yes, we say yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you're here today and you know in your heart you haven't received Christ as your Redeemer, your Saviour, you haven't had Him come and take away your old life and give you His brand new life, you know, without actually surrendering your life to Christ, without letting Him come in and make you new. It's called a heart circumcision. Unless you let Him come in and be Lord of your life, unless you make a choice to be born again, the Bible says you cannot enter the Kingdom of God. And the Kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. But when you open your heart and you say, Lord, I need You as my Saviour, 
I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you died and rose again and that I was died with you. I give you my life. I agree with you and I say, yes, come into my life. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I need a Saviour. I receive you as my Lord and Saviour. He will come in and He will make you brand new on the inside. He won't just forgive your sin. He will cleanse your iniquity. That is, He will take away everything about you that was crooked. He will make you brand new on the inside. He will make you free from sin. He will make you as righteous as God. He will give you a new heart so that you can be joined to Him in relationship and fellowship. But it's a choice. It's a deliberate choice to say, I choose to lay down my life and receive the life of Jesus Christ. If you're here tonight and you say, yes, I wanna respond to the mercy of Jesus. I wanna be born again. I want today to be the day I cross the line and say, yes, I wanna respond to the Saviour. I want to be made new. I wanna respond to His mercy today. Would you wave your hand at me? I wanna pray for you. Yes, God bless you. Anybody else that says, yes, that's me. Let me see your hand. Yes, I see you. God bless you. Anybody else that says, yes, yes, I see you. That's so beautiful. Anybody else that says, yes, that's me. I want today to be the day. Everything changes. Let me see your hand. Hallelujah. Where are you? Wave at me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's so precious. It's so powerful. You see, when you make that choice and you choose Jesus, the Bible says He chooses you because He says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. It's, it's a joining of your life to His. Hallelujah. If you waved your hand and you, you said, yeah, that's me, I wanna pray with you right now. Would you come? Would you come? I wanna pray with you right now. If you just waved your hand, come, come, come. Give them a hand as they come. Would you come? Come on. Come on. That's awesome. Yay! Hey! Hey! Come, 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 come. That's awesome. That's so good. Come on, that's beautiful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So wonderful, so wonderful. Father, I thank you, Jesus. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody else say yes? Yeah, I wanna be in on this. You can come, anybody else? Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord. Would you all just right now, would you pray this after me? Now, as we pray these, these words, you believe what you're saying and the Lord will come into your life and make you new. Would you pray this after me? Father God, I believe you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die, to be buried, and to rise again, that I would be set free. I believe that He took my shame, He took my sin, and He was punished in my place. Right now, Lord, I give You my life. I give You all of my sin, all of my shame, my old identity, 
all of my past and I put it in your hands. Right now, Lord, I receive your spirit, a new heart. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. I declare you are my God and your spirit lives in me. By the grace of Jesus Christ, I am forgiven. I am set free. I am a new creation. God is my Father and I am His child. Holy, clean, pure, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, would you just reach your hands out to them right now? I want you to intercede for these ones.